This is the Property Solopreneur Podcast, and I'm Rachel Troughton. I'll be talking about everything you need to create wealth by building your portfolio in a sustainable and profitable way. I'll be sharing the realities of a property investing business. I'll talk bricks and mortar, buy to let, HMOs, flipping and planning game, as that's what we all enjoy doing. But I'll also share how to use good systems, processes, and find the right professionals to work with. In fact, everything that will enable you to become a successful property solopreneur. Hello, welcome to this episode. And today we're going to be talking about how to kickstart your property business. Well, you could be poised, ready to start having done nothing. Or you could have done it a few years ago and then life got in the way and you stopped looking for property and you stopped doing it. Or you could be a successful amateur, but you just want to professionalise and want more. No matter, you need to explode back into the property world. And this tiny behind the scenes stuff that we're going to talk through today will take you from amateur professional and make sure that whether you're doing it full time or part time, which is what I did at the beginning, you can really make a difference to your business. Well, in the last 20 years since I've been investing, I've seen everything start to professionalise. It really was a bit of the Wild West, frankly, at one point out there. You know, people just did their own thing. And there's been more and more legislation coming in to protect tenants, which is a good thing. There's new requirements for fire and HMOs, etc. And even things like deposits and charges have changed beyond belief from five years ago. So it doesn't matter when you started, if you've already got an up and running company, you better check out that you're still doing it as the law requires you to do so. And of course, there's always new legislation coming in regarding tax and accounting practices, which some are going to be shortly introduced. And that makes sense because we are all making very good money in property. Whatever it is that you want to do and kickstart this will enable you to be completely correct for the 2020s rather than perhaps the 1990s. So doesn't matter whether it's a big business you want to set up or have or a small one. Businesses have costs and they have profits. They're here to make money. They're here to make long-term wealth, financial freedom. And if you're not happy with this concept, you've got a hobby. And even if you've got a hobby, there are things legally that you are required to do. So some of this will still apply to you. You need to set yourself up properly and this will differ. So what is it that you want to do? This is all a framework that allows you to function and to be taken seriously. And whatever it is you want to do, absolutely the most important thing as far as the tax and HMRC are concerned is make sure your bank accounts are correct. Now, you don't have to have the most expensive and difficult business bank accounts in the world if you're a solopreneur acting as a sole trader. No, there are many different ways of getting to different accounts, but it does mean that all the money that comes in from your rents or goes out to your mortgages and things like that need to be kept in one clear place. That proves to the outside world that you're taking the business seriously. And do you know, it's an awful lot easier to account for stuff if it's all in one place. You don't want to be stymied by you know, a cheque from HMRC looking for a small amount of money that you just can't remember spending. So if you are a solopreneur, you can be a sole trader or have a limited company or multiple limited companies. You know, the sky is the limit. 
they're not difficult to do setting up companies. You can do it online and it's very easy. Just go and find one that, that you can understand. And that's really important, registering it at company's house, because you want the name that you feel comfortable with. So look up, is there another company that's already thought your idea? And if not, take it straight away before someone else has that brainwave. Or think to yourself, do I really want to be known by my initials or name? Can I do something more fun? Go and brainstorm it. Now is the moment, right at the beginning, to change and and have a fun, funky name, if that's what you want. You can then get a logo designed. And this can all stay dormant until you start trading. So don't think it's all got to happen concurrently. You can get all these things set up in advance. And get your cards made, you know, those business cards. Now, I think I know some of you will be saying, Rachel, that is so old fashioned. Well, don't forget, property is actually a people business. You want to be able to interact with people, whether it's an estate agent or whether it's a direct vendor or an investor. It doesn't matter. And the quickest and easiest way to do so is just by handing a card over that they can scribble on and keep so they always know how to get hold of you. And likewise, getting a card back off someone is the quickest and easiest way of getting that information that you can hold and do something with. Now, a more modern way is to have a QR code on your phone. And it's very easy to set up. I use qrcodegenerator.com, but there are others. And I am very aware that certainly in the country, sometimes you can't find internet and the mobile signal is weak. So you could have a combination of the two, but make sure you've got something that actually allows you to transfer that information. People business. And then whilst I'm talking to other people online, make sure that you've got an email address that has gravitas. If you started a while ago, you may have, or you're still an amateur, you may have used an existing email because it's very easy that way, isn't it? Oh, the first person that asks you where to send something to, you pluck one of your emails out of the sky and give it to them. And before you know what happens, all your messages are coming through that. So if you are that way, bin the I am James Bond at totallyunknownprovider.com and go for something that is memorable. It can be your company name or it can be your name like Rachel at racheltrouden.com. Something easy and straightforward and not too long that people can actually use. And then once you've got your email site, you know, get all those sort of signatures done so that it's all there in the templates. Very easy. And whilst I'm talking about templates, have you thought about your mobile number? Now, there are some people who are really clever at juggling. You see them at meetings. They've got about three different mobiles and they do different things. I can't cope with that. I'm a very simple person for that kind of idea. I have one phone, but my company has a virtual number. It looks like a landline. Again, virtual numbers come off the internet and there's lots of companies who provide them. And the great thing about that is that A, it gives me a landline number, supposedly, but it comes through to my mobile. And if I'm busy, it goes through to my VA's number, or I can just have it diverted straight away. So that no matter what I'm doing, my phones can be answered. So I don't look, particularly for those of us who may be doing another job or in full-time work, we don't look as if we're just not answering the phone. And solicitors, get a professional one. Ah, I know solicitors are professional people, but there are solicitors who work predominantly with the retail homeowner and those that get the whole property existence. 
that's one of the ones you want. So go and interview them now whilst you're setting everything up and get signed up as a customer because then the moment something happens, you've got their details. You can go, my solicitor is, and bang, I'm taking you seriously. Ditto accountants. Now, an accountant is a specialist thing. So don't have an agricultural accountant if actually what you're doing is property. You may already have one, but he perhaps doesn't understand your property. Well, go and find one that does because it will make a huge difference to your wealth because there are so many allowances and capital allowances and all that sort of thing. You need to get right. How do you, you know, even down to how do you want to hold stuff? Go and talk to them. And you can have more than one accountant. We do. We have an agricultural one who feeds all the stuff that we need him to, to our umbrella accountant who understands all these things. And it just makes life a lot easier. And he, in fact, acts as our company finance officer. We see him several times a year and we go, right, okay, this is what we're planning to do. How do we want to buy these things? What umbrella are we putting them under? He's got the knowledge. I don't need to carry all the up-to-date information. That's what a good accountant can do for you. And whilst we're talking accountants, get future-proofed. And Make Touch Digital is coming our way. So, you know, if you are someone who's always done your own accounts, for instance, is this really the way you want to go? Find a bookkeeper or go and find the software package that your accountant likes you to use, you know, Xero, QuickBooks, whatever it is. Because the days of us all doing it by hand, double entry, those big ledgers have gone. Because you can't wait now to the end of your tax year and then spend six months faffing around and hand it in. We've already got a system for companies' uh, turnover of a certain amount where it's got to be done monthly. And the same will come for all of us landlords. The government have said that's what they're going to do. So make sure if you're starting now that you get this right. And it doesn't matter how small you are. Some point, hopefully, you will get VAT registered because that, again, means you can claim your VAT back. Well, just set it all up correctly from the beginning so that you know when you do need to press the button, you can do so. And all of this can be done now whilst you're in your fallow stage. And you know you're going to be busy in a few months' time. Get rid of all this niff-naff and trivia, so to speak, now, because then you don't have to think about it at all. The same for your CRM system which is a customer relations manager. Now, that's not a real person. It was in the past, but it's not now. It's an online system to keep you compliant with data protection. It can be copied in from your email. So it's really, really easy. It allows you to have a paper trail and to always find the address and the telephone number of the person you want. Great fun. I use less annoying, but there are lots and lots of companies out there. And whilst we're talking about getting things sorted out, have you really looked at your insurance recently? Or are you someone who just gets rung up once a year for if you've got existing buildings and you want to get this off your plate as quickly as possible and just go for any old thing? Well, if you're working in property, you want something that's tailored to you, not you being tailored to a commercial product. So go and find a broker that understands what you do. There's different insurance for your sourcing business, to your refurb business, to actually even your rental business. And they all need to be covered. Again, if you've not been very social recently in the media space, do you need it? Not everybody needs to be all over social media. I deal with a few clients who, you know, they love doing property. They love buying stuff, but they raise their own funds through banks and things like that. And they don't want anybody else to know what they're up to. It's very private. Great. Keep it private. 
But if you think you're going to interact with other people and you might want to borrow money or you may want to JV with people, then you need to start on social media as soon as possible so people can find you and watch you and get to know you, the know, like and trust bit. Very simple. I do, however, think that a website is a nice to have, not an absolute essential. And if you look at many of the big companies who are still in action today, they didn't have a website when they started. In fact, some of them had websites that were so bad, you couldn't use them. It was let's throw all the spaghetti at the wall type idea and see if anything sticks. And as the years have gone on, they've just taken bits away and they've made it plainer and plainer and plainer. And that's really what you want to do. Don't waste your time and money on it. You can spend a lot of time sorting out a website that you don't really need. So have that coming up behind. But that's it. And I also think that it's very good to get your diary in action straight away. So put in your diary the first most important thing, which is when are you actually not going to be working? Because I'm afraid property is so all-consuming that if you're not careful, you'll be doing it every day, all day. So get those dates in the diary first. And perhaps if you are someone who shares a computer with someone or the rest of your family, for instance, have a different username on your computer for anything to do with your business, because actually you will be required to under GDPR. But it just makes life so simple if you've got to log on separately. Ditto Dropboxes, ditto Google Drives, where you keep your photos. Just think and put it in a different place. I think very much that accountability groups are great. Well, I would say that, wouldn't I? Because I run one. I belong to an accountability group in my own right, because I find that it really does kick you into action. You know, What have you done this week? What did you find difficult? How can we all help? How can we discuss things that are coming in on the marketplace? And the thing about accountability groups is that if you are umming and erring as to whether or not you should do something, you can talk about it and find out what really suits you. And there are mentoring groups that you could join, all sorts of things. But whatever it is, just get it started and set up, even if you're only on a waiting list, because I'm afraid to say when you want something, you can absolutely bet your bottom dollar that those groups will be full or there's a waiting list. So just get on the waiting list and sooner or later you will float to the top. And make sure that you don't, if incidentally, if you are doing an informal accountability group, spend too much time chit-chatting. Because property doesn't get going and doesn't happen if you don't take action. And talking to people is not action. It may make you feel fantastic talking to friends who are also getting property, but it won't actually bring the money into your bank account. Well, that's it in a nutshell, really. Kickstarting. I've gone through all those little bits and pieces that you need to do behind the scenes. And you only set these things up once. You might tweak them occasionally, but you just set them up once and they support you in everything you do in your property business. And it makes people take you seriously. If you are taken seriously, you will get the lovely properties to refurb and to sell and do everything you want with. And it's all about the action. So if you kickstart, you also kickstart your action in the real world. Go and find things to look at. Go and find people to talk to. Look at what you've got. Fill your gaps. Go online. Find those meetings and book them. Don't be a wallflower. Get those cards. Book the Zoom or the coffee meeting. It doesn't matter what you do. You've just got to get going. Get started. Get all this into place and you're set up for success. You've taken yourself seriously. And if you do that and you've get going and take action, 
you will be a wildly successful property solopreneur. Thank you for listening to the Property Solopreneur podcast with Rachel Troughton. If you want to create a professional and profitable property business, download my property business checklist now at racheltroughton.com slash checklist.